Welcome to Happy Hour with the Pasternaks. This podcast is for dream chasers who want to make positive changes, rise above the status quo, and take their marriage, family, and business from surviving to thriving. All right, so for our happy hour today, we've got Pope Valley Winery, Napa Valley Brut Rosé. Because we're classy. So funny story about this one, actually. We were in California visiting my brother. He had his fourth kid, and we went out to help him. And Nicole needed a down day, so I was like, all right, well, I'll take all three girls whining with me, right? Smart idea. Huh? Always. Why wouldn't you take three kids under seven <laughs> to wineries in Napa Valley? Well, I Googled, you know, family-friendly wineries, and there's more than you think, right? Because they want you to bring your kids, because then you pay money. And then you're great. too distracted <laughs> wrangling your kids to know how much wine you're buying while you're drunk. But we went to a castle, which was super cool, but then we went to this one really like up in the hills. It probably took like 30 minutes driving up a mountain. And um, we were the only people there, but it worked out. Turns out not a lot of people want to bring their kids to wineries. (laughs) They had coloring books the whole night, but it was a really great experience. And who doesn't like some bubbly? We always opt for a good glass of bubbly to start things off. hey oh! So I hope you're celebrating today because we always are. Because listen, life is short and there's always a reason to celebrate, even in the roughest times, the rockiest times, you just got to find that one thing in life that you can celebrate. Cheers. To happy hour with the Pasternax, baby. That's right. Man, babe, do you remember the early days with Amelia and Ruthie? I mean, like the early days. I I actually don't even know if I remember those. (laughs) We were so tired and delirious. Like we have one of those Googles that brings up pictures um, of our memories and stuff. And whenever pictures of the early days with Amelia and Ruthie come up, I'm like, I don't even remember that happening. Those two years of my life are just a blur, a a complete blur. A blur. But actually, do you remember the worst fight we ever had? (sighs) Do tell. Because there was a lot. <laughs> there, there were a, a lot, lot of them, them in those days. But there was one night. It was when we just had Amelia. She was a baby. We were trying to figure out how to get this kid to sleep. We couldn't figure out how to get her to sleep. And she had been up for a while. I was trying to get her back down. And I couldn't do it. So I passed her over to Mark and said, I don't know what to do. It's your turn. I rolled over and went to sleep. And what felt like five minutes later, but Mark it was really five hours. <laughs> Mark came into our room and tapped me really sweetly and goes, Babe, I don't know what she's doing. And I look at him and I said, She's crying. That's what she's doing. And I rolled back over and went to sleep. What she didn't realize was I've been up for hours. I mean it. Like it had to be like four or five hours just trying to figure out what to do. Puke on my shirt. Like multiple times she puked on me, like just alone with my thoughts in a dark room in the middle of the night. And this was one of so many middle of the night fights. I mean, like we were always fighting in the middle of the night. It was was terrible. Listen, y'all fight, but I'm like, can't we fight at like 2 p.m. or 5 (laughs) p.m., not 2 (laughs) a.m.? We were just so tired. We were hungry. We didn't even know what we were fighting about. 
So when you're like that, you just blame who's ever in the room, right? She's like, I don't care. Like, it's your fault. And then I'm like, no, it's your fault. We were just <laughs> the only other people in the room. And apparently we couldn't blame the baby. So, But what we realized is like when we were like that, we couldn't support each other, right? Like when you're just snipping, snipping, that's not the word I'm trying to use. When you're snapping. just snapping. <laughs> Snippy snapping. Snipping snapping at your partner. Like you can't. You cannot even support them, let alone supporting yourself. So I remember waking up, maybe getting one hour, maybe two hours of sleep. But all I was craving was time away by myself with no screaming baby, with no fighting wife. That's when I really started unpacking this idea of basic needs, right? I didn't know it at the time. I couldn't put a word to what I was feeling, but I needed something. I was so frustrated, not just at Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) Mainly at me. (laughs) But I was so frustrated that I just couldn't reach my higher goals, right? Because like, that's exactly when I started really growing my business, but I was still traveling every other week. And it was just like, I had a lot of ambition, but I had zero time and zero sleep to put that ambition into reality and actually do something. So I was running my business on fumes and it was just so frustrating because I just couldn't reach any of my higher goals. And what I realized was I just needed sleep. So this was probably one of the pivotal moments of our relationship, I'd say. We started to hone in on our basic needs and I can remember finally putting two and two together and picturing a diagram straight out of my psychology textbook of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So if you've never heard of Maslow or his hierarchy of needs, the basic premise is you can't get to thriving or self-actualization until you've met your most basic needs, right? Like things like shelter, food, water, sleep, truly your basic needs needs. We wrote a whole blog post about this actually, and it has a diagram and we've linked it in the show notes, but I don't know about you. I'm a visual person. So I like to be able to see things to truly understand them, but we'll run you through it really quick. Okay. So think about a pyramid, right? At the bottom, you have your most basic needs, right? Like air, food, water, shelter, sleep, clothing, right? The things that you just need to just simply survive and be a human. As you go up that pyramid, right, you start to reach things like personal security, employment, resources, your health, you know, owning property, and then you get into friendships, intimacy, family, a sense of community and connection, you know, all the way up to respect, self-esteem, your status, recognition, and then to the very top, which is self-actualization. And that's really where you can begin thriving. As we started to think about this concept more, we realized that our basic needs really weren't being met. At all. Like at all. Period. We definitely were not sleeping. We didn't make enough time to cook dinner. We didn't have a meal plan. And we couldn't eat out because we didn't have enough money to eat out. So we pretty much only had shelter covered on the basic needs pyramid. In the midst of postpartum depression and a baby who didn't sleep, Mark really encouraged me to go to a therapist. And the first thing she asked me was, how much sleep are you getting? And then she proceeded to tell me that they use sleep deprivation as a form of torture in the military to break people. This was when I realized that we needed to start focusing on our most basic needs first. So we sat down and we talked about it. 
we kept it simple. Remember, we're all about small changes that have a big impact. Because when you're just simply surviving, you don't have the energy for a big change. We thought about one thing in the next week that would help fulfill our basic needs. Now, obviously, the ideal is that all your basic needs are met. I mean, they're your basic needs to survive. So hopefully in there you can figure out how to meet all of those. But we found in our marriage for sure that we had kind of our most essential needs and they were a little different from each other. For example, if I don't get sleep, I'm not a nice person. Don't say anything, Mark. (laughs) I get snappy. I get angry. I'm a little short-tempered. It's like getting hangry but sleepy angry. Slangry. (laughs) I've even been known to throw a water bottle or two, really just because I was tired. Whereas Mark can survive on a little sleep, but if he gets hungry, Mm -mm. he's not enjoyable. Don't be around me. So we realized that we could support each other's basic needs in different ways. Mark could sacrifice a little sleep here and there to help me get longer chunks of sleep through the night. And I could work harder at planning meals in advance so we knew what we were eating. As soon as we started fulfilling our own basic needs and supporting each other's basic needs, we were able to move past surviving and it allowed the possibilities of our marriage to expand. Because I wasn't just surviving, it allowed me to explore my passions as a photographer. It allowed me to be able to dream again about where I could take my business, right? Like going back to it, it wasn't just, oh, here's an idea, but I'm only getting an hour of sleep. I could truly just spend time dreaming again, right? It gave us the space we needed to grow and move beyond the basic needs to even think about the possibility of thriving. Because before, this idea of thriving felt impossible in this phase. But once we uncovered the idea of our basic needs, the idea that we could eventually get to a place where we were thriving became a real possibility. Just because it took us fighting multiple times in the middle of the night to get to this point, it doesn't have to for you. So one thing I remember after we were fighting almost every night or what seemed like every single night, right? Or maybe all the days just blended into (laughs) all the nights. It's hard to tell. (laughs) We finally started to explore this idea of basic needs. You know, beyond your basic need of sleep, I quickly recognized that you have a basic need of cleanliness in our house. And I'm kind of like, back then, didn't really care, right? Yeah. But I realized it created so much more peace for you And so I started to do something very simple every night that I wasn't used to doing, but I just started doing the dishes, right? Like before we went to sleep, I'd make sure that like the counters were clean and the dishes were in the dishwasher and it was running, right? It was something I realized, okay, if I really want to make this marriage thing work, I could put 15 extra minutes, even though I'm tired, at the end of my day to get the kitchen cleaned. And I know it seems like such a simple task, but this was something that really transformed the way that we really began to communicate, the way that we really began to align our goals and to just live life in a thriving state. Because for her, it was a love language thing too. It was like, oh, he cares. Even though we might continue to fight, maybe not every day, but you know, once a week, twice a week in the middle of the night, it was a basic need of hers that I recognized. You know what? This is one way in the midst of the cra- like crazy and the chaos that I can just love my wife. 
It was a way that Mark could support me. Exactly. So we put together a free guide of our top three strategies that took our life from surviving to thriving. These are the basic things that we implemented right away in our marriage, family, and really, truly even our businesses that helped move the needle forward. So move your life today from surviving to thriving. Visit thepastornax.com forward slash thriving.